from MPV Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Sheree DeBrent here with Ashley Jeffco, Digital Media Director for MPB. If you're an Apple user or lover, today is your day. We're declaring it iDay. We'll discuss many Apple device-related things today. If you update your software on an Apple device, will you lose anything? What is AirDrop and how do you use it? What features do you get on an iPhone that you won't get on an Android? You can give us a call this morning with any questions or comments you might have. 877-MPB-RING is the number. What do you love or dislike most about Apple devices? 877-672-7464 is the number. Or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. And if you are an Apple user or lover, today is your day. We're declaring today iDay, and we'll discuss some Apple device-related things throughout the show. Uh, If you update your software on an Apple device, will you lose anything? What is AirDrop, and how do you use it? What features do you get on an iPhone that you may not get on an Android, as Ashley drops her iPhone? I'm throwing everything (laughs) everywhere now. You can give us a call this morning at 877-MPB-RING. Tell us, what do you love or dislike most about your Apple device or Apple devices in general. The number is 877-672-7464 or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Ashley, good morning. How's it going? It's going, Shrita. Yeah. I'm here. I'm awake. So good. I'm trying to do better about using Snapchat. I snapped some yeah. last weekend. Um, I see that they have these professional pages that you can discover. The National Ge- Geographic Snapchat is really, really fun. And I also saw that there was a Snapchat for the DNC, so the Democratic Mm -hmm. National Convention. And it's regular people at the convention snapping every single part of it. And I thought, man, this is a different element. This is a different experience, uh, being able to see people in real time snapping the events of the convention. Um, And I'm sure there was probably one for the RNC last week, too, but I just discovered this one. Uh, So what do you think about that social media element? Do you you think it's helpful toward uh, candidates to have regular people all over the Internet saying, hey, I'm here. The convention is fun and it's powerful and things like that. Well, I mean, you're looking at grassroots support then. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what so many political campaigns are need. The big business and big money is great to help them buy ads and stuff, but it's getting people, the ordinary people, to tell their friends and then tell their friends and family and expand it that way that ultimately is most successful for a lot of candidates. Mm -hmm. So I think it's definitely a good thing. Um, And Snapchat's had that feature for a while. They've been doing these cool little roundups about all kinds of events that you can just sit there and look and see what the experience is like. I don't know ultimately how much it might influence anyone's decision, Um, It's a lot of preaching to the crowd, as it were. One of the biggest things that we know about people on social media is that they tend to follow people who are like them. Mm -hmm. So you end up in kind of your own little bubble. There's not going to be a lot of people disagreeing with you in your own friends group, um, unless you happen to have a friends group that enjoys argumenting, (laughs) arguing with each other. But... For the most part, it's it's mostly a preach to the choir, but build the base. Yeah. Make everybody excited about a particular thing that's going on. 
So for those who are not familiar with Snapchat, this is yet another social media site where you can record things for about 10 seconds total. Mm -hmm. And uh, it expires in, what, 24 hours? 24 hours. Um, So you can put as many snaps as you want uh, up in a day. There are all these different filters that can change the way you look and do these really cool things. You can change the color of the filter. You can put it in slow motion. You can speed things up. Uh, But ultimately, who do you think Snapchat is targeting? I mean, the main audience is um, teenagers and young adults. Mm. So early 20s, teens. So now our our attention span has been reduced to 10 seconds. Yes. (laughs) Um, I mean, Snapchat has its purpose. It has a lot of really cool uses. It's, It's primarily for live on the spot things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the story, which is where you just kind of publish things for anyone to go look at, is that that's going to be around for 24 hours. And the idea is that it kind of tells your story of how your day goes. So we used to make fun of social media and people who would post what they're doing all the time on Facebook. Snapchat is the social media network for that. Yeah, It doesn't stay around forever. So it's not like you're clogging anything up with the same post every single day. You're looking at something that's telling your story of what your life is like and how you think how things are going. It's really great when you have some kind of event going on. Mm-hmm. I know I Snapchatted a lot over uh, July 4th weekend, sending stuff both to my story and sending stuff to family that I was hanging out with because we were sending snaps to each other while we were sitting next to each other because that's a thing <laughs> you do. So um, if you post 10 stories in a day, you can save that story and kind of make a compilation? You could. You can save them, download them, and then put them on somewhere else if you wanted. It's, often people will do that and then post them to... There are various other social media networks as a repository of their stories. But I like letting my story expire. I mm-hmm. like letting it just kind of tell the the continuous day-to-day ongoings and weirdness of Ashley. If I see something that's really weird that I think is particularly funny, I'll save it. But, and you can't share anybody else's story, right? Right. Okay. So that's good, especially if somebody gets you intoxicated on Bourbon Street or something. That will expire in 24 hours. It will. <laughs> Unless, I mean, again, this goes back to Ashley's big internet rule. There is no such thing as deleting anything. There's no such thing as privacy. Even with something like Snapchat, mm-hmm. you can totally capture that information. You can take a screenshot. You can record the screen. It is not um, something that is immediately private. A yeah. lot of people think Snapchat is. They think that, oh, well, I'll put this up here. I'll send Because you can also send individual snaps to different people. And but then you can screenshot. But you can screenshot. Because I've done it. <laughs> so um, maybe think before you send a particularly risque snap to someone. Right. Uh, because they could take a screenshot of that and... You don't necessarily want that happening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you have any thoughts about Snapchat, you can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. Uh, Ashley, any other, any other tech news? I think it, since we're having an iDay, it's worth talking a little bit about some Apple news. Apple's been in the big headlines this week for um, their pretty awesome earnings expectation. Mm. Um, because Apple's been seeing some problems in their, their revenue and earnings reports in the last couple of years. Because essentially what's happening is the thing that they make the most money off of is the iPhone. And we're at the point now where anyone who has an iPhone who wants one probably already has one. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing a nice market saturation. So they're not selling as many as they used to. But um, in this last quarter, they reported a, a pretty big uptick on their earnings. So um, they're making money back now, it appears. So things mm. are going well for Apple. Okay. So they've been uh, all kinds of celebration on that front. Lots of people have been talking about it because it was completely unexpected. No one was expect they their the expectations were. Um, that they would have a revenue, the uh, an expected earnings of one dollar thirty eight per share on a revenue of forty two point nine billion, mm-hmm. but the company reported a revenue of forty two point four billion, mm. and at a dollar forty nine a share earnings. So, okay, 
All right. Timothy is in Louisiana with a question. Good morning, Timothy. What do you have for us? Good morning. Actually, this is more of a statement. Okay. Um, I bought a Newton. Y'all remember the Newton? I don't. I don't. (laughs) Y'all are young. Yes. We were born in the late 80s. (laughs) Yes. Well, this was the first iPad sort of a device, and it came from Apple, you know, hence the name Newton. Yeah. And they gave it zero support. I mean, I paid very, very good money. This is when a hard drive, a, a... 1.18 1.18 gigabyte hard drive cost me $300, okay? Yeah. So, you know, um, things were pricey back then. I bought a beautiful thing. Uh, this is going to be a real wonderful thing, and it turned out to be an utter waste of money. So I never bought another Apple thing again because they just ticked me off with not supporting what they sold, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was... There was, there was practically no programs available for it, you know. I mean, I think I, I, I think I used it for less than a year. So, yeah, it's, you know, they, they need to back up what they sell. I don't care if it's Apple or I don't care who it is. You know, there needs to be some backup. I, there's my cranky old man message for the day. <laughs> Well, I think it's one of those things that uh, tech companies have learned from experiences like that. And it sounds to me like this is definitely something Apple has learned from. Uh-huh. Because if you look at the kind of support that is provided now and the way and the, just the sheer amount of applications available for an iPad or an iPhone these days, yeah. millions and billions of apps. Yeah. So yeah. I think that it's definitely and a lot of that is that they're not dependent on themselves to be the sole developers, which makes a big difference. Yeah. Apple has historically not always had the, the most open of systems. Yes. yes. And None it makes it for hard for developers to do stuff. But they've made some big strides forward, I think, in yeah. making the SDK and things available to more people so that they can design apps and build programs that work on all their software stuff, all their hardware. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was a cranky young man, too, so I sat down and wrote him a letter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and let them know how I felt about it. And I never even got a reply to that, you know? Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Well. But, you know, that's why I've gone to open source on practically everything I own. Because, you know, if I can access the source, then I can do something with it. Yeah, that's a good point, Timothy. Um, It's it's been a while since we talked about open source, but that may be something that we can uh, explore in the near future to let people know what it is and the benefits of it. So thank you so much for your call, Timothy. And uh, don't have a cranky day. Lighten up. (laughs) Thank you for calling. (laughs) Uh, We're going to go next to Jean in Jackson. Good morning, Jean. What do you have for us? Good morning. Um, I enjoy your show a great deal, and thank you for your answers. Um, I have several iPhones, iPads, and I'm now a Mac, Um, but I am a traditional PC person. Um, The thing I'm most concerned about right now is a message I got, and I don't, I never can understand how to get in touch with Apple people. Um, So I got a message saying that if I don't uh, click on this iCloud icon, um, and that it'll be terminated and I'll, I'll lose everything or something like that. I always delete those kind of messages. Um, yeah, was that an, Did you get that as an email? Yes, I did. Yeah, that is definitely a um a, a phishing attempt to get your username and login right information so that they can uh, take that and do what they will with it. Right. The thing that 
concerns me is I've never ever received anything like that from the um, anything Mac or Apple related, and so this first time I'm like, whoa, you know, I don't know what to do with this. So um, I know to delete it, but yes. you just all the time. So they would never terminate anything without letting you know ahead of time some other way. Right. That is okay. never something that would happen. Okay. Well, I have one from another company as well. My another I email I have, so I'll just delete both of them like I usually do. Yep, that's all you got to do. Okay, and the learning curve to learn a, a Mac um, computer is extreme, and I'm a pretty smart person, but I have struggled for two years now trying to figure out how to use the Mac as well as I can use the PC, so that's all I got to say. All right. Huh. Okay, well, we're, we're going to talk about that, about using the Mac and who needs one, because it's a pretty powerful system, um, to, to my understanding. So we'll talk about that after the break, and uh, we have a few lines open. Uh, Alan is waiting on the line, and if you want to give us a call, you can. 877-MPB-RING is the number this morning. It is iDay, so we're talking about Apple devices. We'll talk about iOS, iPhones, the iMac, uh, iTunes. We'll talk about what iCloud is. If you have any comments or questions about your Apple device, give us a call at 877-672-7464. What do you like, love, or dislike about your Apple devices? 877-MPB-RING is the number. We do have some lines open. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. And today we've declared it iDay, so we're talking about some Apple devices, what they do, how you can use them and make the most out of them. You can give us a call. Let us know what do you like or dislike about Apple devices. If you have any questions or comments about the iCloud, iTunes, syncing things, the iMac, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. A uh, quick question: We somebody asked about the iMac and using the iMac. She was she says she's been confused and trying to figure out how to use it. Um, does everybody need one of these? Or, I mean, are there different versions? I think there's like the well, no, that's the iPad Air, but there are different versions of the iMac, right? There are, but it, just like with a Windows computer, it all runs the same operating system. Okay, so it all so is it hard to figure out? It depends. Mm. Um, d- depending on what you want to use it for and how used to it you are. Um, it can be a varying difficulty. I made the switch to um, Apple when I was in college, and there were definitely a few uh, months there where I was like, I don't even know how to change the wallpaper mm. on my computer. Mm. <laughs> how, I don't know how do I do this. Yeah. Um, and it did take some getting used to and um, realizing the way Apple organizes information and the way that Apple asks you to interact with it 
once you get used to that, and I think you get that base level functioning down, it gets a lot easier to learn how to use. But there is definitely a steep learning curve right there at the very beginning because everything is pretty different. Yeah, it's different for me uh, going from my window system and something so simple as double tapping and nothing happening on the iMac. I'm like, what's wrong with this thing? Because I'm yeah. so used to. So I think it's just a matter of familiarity mm-hmm. after, you know, after some time. Um, all right. But if you have any thoughts about uh, iMacs, you can give us a call. 877-MPB-RING. We're going to go to the phones. Alan is in Pearl River County with a question. Good morning, Alan. Oh, hey, good morning. Is hey. it time for Windows now? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. You can ask a Windows question. Okay, great. Well, um, I had a for for quite a while. I had a Windows eight, and um, I had a problem with internet speed. And I upgraded my router to five G and whatnot. It was working great. Had really fast lightning internet speed. Well, my Windows eight died, and then I went and bought a Windows ten, an all-in-one Windows ten. Mm-hmm. And when it searched, when I plugged it in for the first time, and a search for a network, it would try to find the, well, it found the 5G and it found the 2G, but it connected to the 5G, and the, the speed was really, really, really bad. It was like being back on dialogue. Yeah. But then I changed it back to the 2G, and it worked okay. I mean, it's satisfactory, but I would like it to work like, 5G, but I can't get it to connect to 5G, and I can't get anybody to tell me what's wrong. So that's why I'm calling you. Okay. So um, tell me again about what kind of internet connection you have. It's wireless. Okay. Is it um, through an internet service provider? It sounds like you yeah, have a hotspot. Yeah, I have charter, Kate. I have charter internet. Okay. So um, when you have that kind of internet connection, there really isn't like a 5G or a 2G or there's not really that. All of that really refers to data connections okay. and connecting to cell towers. What you should have is a um, a wireless internet connection that's just your wireless internet connection. And it should be the same speed. And it unless you have like it set up to have like a guest network and a, and a personal network. Some people have that set up in their home. Um, and it should have whatever the name of the wireless network is and then you just connect to it. And if that's running really slow and it worked great on your old computer, yeah, I would um, call your cable. Do you have uh, your own router, or do you have, or do you use something that they provide? Uh, it, it, I bought it from Charter, so that it, it's mine. So it might need how, how? Do you know how old it is? Oh goodness, maybe two years. That's not too old. It really shouldn't need to be replaced. But um, have you restarted it? Many times. <laughs> and that hasn't changed anything? No, no. Are I all, mean, I'm sorry, go on. Are any of your other devices connected to this internet successfully? Yeah, I have an I, I have, it's funny, you were saying, I have an iPad and an iPhone, and I love it. I mean, the internet speed is super quick, super fast, it's great. But, and like I said, Windows 8, I, I couldn't complain about the, the, the speed and whatnot. Yeah. And it always said you have, like, you connect to 5G or, or whatnot. But I don't know, for some reason, I'm, I'm feeling like I made a mistake in buying this Windows 10. And I can't, of course, it's a done deal. I'm stuck with it now. But, but yeah. there, other than going to Internet Explorer and cleaning out the cache in the browsing history, I don't know any other way that makes this, the speed go faster. Well, one thing that I would suggest is that you try a different Internet browser if you're using Internet Explorer. 
There are a lot of free options out there. Um, Google Chrome especially is one of the fastest performing right now. That's and true. Internet Explorer tends to be slower than the average anyway. So I would give that a shot and see if you notice any difference there just okay. to, to see what happens. Okay. Um, As a good, I'll go back to Charter and say, you know, help. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. No problem. Hope, hope it works. <laughs> okay. Alan, thank you so much for your call. Good luck to you. We are going next to Susan in Ocean Springs. Good morning, Susan. What do you have for us? Um, well, I have an iPad. But I don't have my own computer, but I do have access to the computer at work. Mm-hmm. And my question is, um, my understanding is everything on my iPad is backed up at iCloud, but I don't really understand how you go to iCloud. Okay. Um, how, so- do you, how do you, if you're, my understanding is something were to happen to my computer, I could go access everything in iCloud, but... I feel, I don't know how to do that. I know I have an iPad, iCloud account. So there's several different things that you can do. Um, The way iCloud works is that once you connect that account, it will, Mm -hmm. like, if something did happen to your iPad and you had to restore Mm -hmm. to factory settings Mm -hmm. or you replaced Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. all you'd have to do is log in and it would Mm -hmm. automatically just restore everything that you have backed up. If you wanted to... Oh, okay. Now, okay. If you All wanted right. to go and look and see and um, kind of see what you've got going on, you mm-hmm, can go look at mm-hmm. photos and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can go to iCloud.com mm-hmm. and log in with your Apple ID, and then you can see what kind of photos and stuff you've got backed up to it. Okay. It seems like I had done that, and I guess um, I need to go try that again. It seems like I never got the photos, but I'm going to go try that again. So you just go to iCloud, use your Apple ID, log in, and you should be able to see them. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's easy enough. Okay, Susan. Thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, Going next to Alan and Brandon, who has a comment. Good morning, Alan. What do you have for us? Hello, Sharita and Ashley. Glad y'all are back this week. Hey, thank (laughs) you so much. Yeah. uh, yeah, Just just a generic comment. Uh, People that have used Windows for a while, but really like their iPhones, don't, don't fall into the trap to think, well, I want, I want everything to be Apple. Because yeah. it, it, it does not have to be that way. You, you can, I mean, you can, it, it's like others have commented, and I think you commented too, actually. There's a, if you've learned how to do stuff in Windows and it's working for you on your computer, don't, don't feel like you got to change. I mean, you can do what you need to do and, and be happy. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, Apple, uh, uh, your iPhone, my iPhone works great with my Windows system. I mean, uh, you know, of course, I had to learn the system. And if you want to do anything where you transfer information between your local computer and your iDevice, you're going to have to use iTunes because that's just the way it is. I mean, that, yeah. that's their, they've got kind of a closed system. They are shifting more and more to go into the cloud. But, you know, if, if you go the cloud route, you're going to have to pay – for cloud storage and stuff. So, uh, I mean, you can either go between your computer and your iPhone and be happy with that through iTunes, or you can go through your computer and your cloud and then all your iDevices and just be prepared. You're going to probably have to pay a little money to, yeah. to beef up your iCloud storage. But uh, Apple, you know, Apple's been good to me. That uh, I'm sorry the guy with the Newton had, had problems, but uh, 
that, that, that's not the way they are now. I mean, right. they'll, they'll, get, they'll give you the support. You're going to have to pay for it. I mean, cause, I mean, their products are expensive, but uh, uh, they've got a good product, and, you know, if you're willing to learn it, and uh, uh, it, it, it'll, it'll work for you. But you, you can have both Windows and, and an iDevice, though, and, and, and they work just fine. So, yeah, uh, I agree don't, with that. Don't, mm-hmm. don't feel like you got to do, do all, all or nothing because you don't. Okay. Anyway, I love yeah. the program, and, and thank you all for covering this. It's great stuff. All right. Thank Thanks. you so much, Alan. No, Alan okay. is absolutely on the mark. If you are happy with Windows, you don't have to go get a Mac just to make sure that you have the same thing as your iPhone. It'll be good. It'll work fine with your Windows computer. If you are a an Android, and I've said this before too, if you're an Android user and you're happy with your Android phone, don't switch to Apple. Stick with what you're happy with. If you are really looking for a change and you're not happy with your Android phone, you don't like the experience, then it might be worth looking at um, switching. But if you're happy with what you've got, don't worry too bad about switching. You can do just about anything on anything. Um, while Apple does make the hardware and the software for their computers, and that has some certain advantages to it, you can get a really powerful Windows machine that can do a whole lot of stuff too. You don't have to go to Apple just to get that. Um, so it's, it does boil down a little bit to personal preference. What do you like to use? What kind of applications do you use? What's supported on different types of computers, on different types of phones? And once you make that decision and you know what it is you need, go with what you want and go with what's in your affordability, what you can afford to buy because Apple can get really expensive too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I have a Windows computer and then I have an iPad and an iPod. So I like both experiences, but I don't like the iPhone and the iMac experience. So, and it's not in my budget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all and right. That's legit. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll get back. We'll continue the conversation. It is iDay. We're talking about Apple devices in particular. If you have any comments or questions about your own Apple device, you can give us a call. If you're having, uh, if you're wondering how to use the iCloud, give us a call. Any thoughts on AirDrop? We'll talk about that, how to AirDrop when we get back. And also we'll talk about the security of Apple devices. Are these devices more secure than others. 877-MPB-RING is the number to join the conversation. We do have a few lines open and we'd love to speak with you. 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat. 
digital media director for MPB. Today it's iDay, so we've been talking about various Apple devices and how to use them, the benefits of them. If you have any questions or comments about your Apple devices, how to use the iCloud, how to sync music or other things, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. We do have a couple lines open. And uh, since we're in the second half of the show, if you have any general tech questions you'd like to ask, whether they are Apple-related or not, you can give us a call at 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Mary is in Oxford with a question. Good morning, Mary. What do you have for us? Good morning. Um, I have not been getting my emails, and I have a message uh, that I'm not connected to this server, so what do I do? Say that one more time. I have not been getting my emails. I have a message that says I am not connected to the server anymore. What are you using to check your email? Well, I was using Yahoo or um, my ATT mail. Um, Are you checking it on your phone or... Well, I'm checking it on the phone right now, and I was checking it on my computer, but I'm not getting it on my computer either. Okay. Um, what it might be, what kind of what kind of phone do you have, and what kind of computer do you have? Um, this is an iPhone. iPhone. Mm-hmm. What kind of computer do you have? ATTI. It's a Dell. Okay. Um. So. There could be a couple of different things. The first thing that I would try is to go to the website for your email. So you said you had a Yahoo email address? Um, Yeah. Go to um, Yahoo's website and log in and see if you can log in that way. It may just need to um, have the settings updated on it, which on your iPhone you can do by going to um, um, settings, mail, and accounts. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I'm looking it up right now to make sure you get it. Yeah. Mail, contacts, and calendars. And then you can set up your accounts right there. And I would just make sure that it's got the right information, that it has the right password. Because that sounds like what it might what might be going on, is that it might have the wrong password. Maybe you've updated it recently. I have. Uh-huh. So that's why it's not working. You'll have to re-enter that password again. Oh. Ever. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do, though. Once you do that, it'll start working like magic. Uh-huh. And what was the other thing, just in case? Um, the other thing is that you might just need to delete it from your phone and re-add it. Yahoo does have instructions on how to set it up. And I know for the iPhone specifically, and I'm sure whatever mail provider you're using on your phone, on your computer, like if you're using Outlook 365 or something, um, they do have an automatic setup for Yahoo accounts. So it's all you have to do is enter in your email account and your password. Uh, email and password. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Mary, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going next to Thomas and Brandon, who has a comment. Good morning, Thomas. What do you have for us? Yes, good morning. I'm calling about your first caller today mm-hmm. who had the inquiry. He was talking about 2G and 5G in his router. I think there was a little bit of confusion between the, the cell phone and router 2.6 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz frequencies if he has a dual band router. Yeah. I think what is happening is uh, most of those routers will will append like a dash 5G or a Mm -hmm. dash 5 to the network name. Yeah. He's probably, it sounded to me like he's trying to connect wirelessly to his home router. 
And my first suggestion would be that he simply plug it in and not, yeah. not have not try to connect wirelessly from his desktop to his router. And if he does want to connect wirelessly, check to see if he's actually connecting to the five gigahertz network. Yeah. Because it's going to be twice as fast as 2.6 gigahertz yeah. network approximately. I think that's his issue. Yeah, I think you're right. You, I don't know if you heard the Ashley exclamation of, oh, of the, oh, I was silly. I was a little dumb. <laughs> well, I heard the, the part about the cell phone frequency, and it yeah. is confusing between, you know, your 2G and 5G. Yeah. L- <laughs> but I, I think he's got a dual band router, and I think that will solve his problem. So I hope he's still listening. Yeah. So if you're still listening... <laughs> Uh, try plugging straight in. You just need an Ethernet cable to do that. Plug straight into the router and see what kind of speed you're getting then. And that'll really help figure out if it's a problem with your connection or if it's a problem with that computer. Okay. Thomas, good call. I use, I use Windows 10, and it's much faster than my, than Windows 8. Yeah. Uh, both uh, just overall network performance is much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 10 and with 8. So I do not feel that he made a mistake by going to Windows 10. Yeah. All right, Thomas, thank you. Uh, glad you were listening. Good call. We appreciate it. And hopefully that other caller is still listening as well. We appreciate you calling in, Thomas. Um, so, Ashley, when we think about Apple devices, mm-hmm. um, it has a good reputation of being uh, resistant to viruses. Is Are Apple devices virus-proof, or are they less prone to viruses than other devices? They are less prone. Okay. But they're definitely not (laughs) virus-proof. All right. So Apple will tout that they have much higher security than Windows computers, and there may be a little bit of truth in that, but really what it boils down to is that for the longest time, people just never wrote viruses for Macs Mm. because they wanted to attack whoever, like, they want to get the most bang for their buck. So they don't target Macs, which have a relatively small market share. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't often see viruses on a Mac because of that. And then you see a whole lot more on Windows. But it's becoming more and more common to have adware, spyware, and stuff like that on a Mac. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something that you do need to guard yourself against. There is no such thing as it being completely virus-proof. Okay. 877-MPB-RING is the number. It is I-Day here on Everyday Tech. So if you have any questions or comments about your Apple devices, things you like, things you don't like, you can give us a call if you're wondering how to use your iMac or, bless you, your iMac or your iCloud or AirDrop. Give us a call at 877-672-7464. And if you have any general tech questions or comments, you can call in with those as well. 877-MPB-RING is the number. We do have some lines open. Denise is in Pearl with a question. Good morning, Denise. Yes. Hey. Hi. Look, I've been trying to download this Windows 10 since Monday. Okay. I was avoiding it because I wasn't sure if it was truly free. But like I said, I, it, it still pop up on my screen. Okay. And when I went into the actual upgrading, what happened was it came up that I needed to be uh, administrator, so I had to go in and get administrator code because I never did any of this because mm-hmm. I never loaned my, my computer out to my laptop to anyone. Mm-hmm. So I went in and got administrative ID and I done that. And then the next question come up when it finally showed something because it was running for forever. Uh, it showed that um, 
I need to, I guess, pick a server. And I only selected one, so I went with the Google Chrome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had, like, um, all the other ones, Yahoo and Ask and all those. And I was afraid. I didn't know that I could go and select all of them because there was no box there that said select all or whatever so that I could use them. So now what's coming up on the screen is uh, this update is still on the window. It did come up yesterday where um, it looked like a window screen, but it only come up on a Google once I press the server for Google. It comes up and it flashes across the screen like the little toilet, but I'm still trying to get this update straight. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm thinking here. Can you give me the, the part where it started asking for what account you wanted to use? Administrator, yeah, I need to. Yeah, you had to. You got to have administrator privileges to do something like update. And you were yeah. saying that it was making you choose an account between like Yahoo and Ask. Yes, it did. It had all the Yahoo and, like I said, Google Chrome. It had like all the different servers. So you know, I'm saying like, okay, so I figured if I just selected one that you know it would cover the computer. Period. Mm-hmm. But now we just come up on the Google Chrome screen. I mean, you know, when I open it up, you know, to get a a server, it, the only one that shows up on the screen is just the Google Chrome. And so I opened it, and like I said, I had to get the screen to widen up, and then the little tiles is flashing across yeah. the screen. But it's not established on my computer because I just turned it on so that I can talk to you and see what's happening. Yeah. The update for Windows 10 says I had two days, 13 hours, and so many minutes. So I'm still trying to get this thing up, up you know, upgrade. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think because it's it sounds like I'm not sure why it would be asking for a particular browser until you're actually have done the update and then it's probably wanted to know what your default preference was which doesn't get rid of any of the other options on the computer it just kind of picks which one it's going to let you use or which one it wants you to use the most or which whatever one you like to use um okay. but none of the other options should be gone you should still be able to um open something in window in like internet explorer or any other thing that you like instead of just google chrome but you still asking me to update so i'm i'm still stuck yeah it sounds like it hasn't started the update yet what happens when you click on the thing that tells you how much time you have left to do your update okay so it says to upgrade now okay uh-huh uh, and i read all the default and what you know uh, to decline the free offer or whatever but i'm i'm going to go and touch it again and what's going to happen? Let's see. Okay, so it says, do you want to allow the following program to make changes to your computer? And so I guess that's the um, protection, I guess. Should I? Yes, you want to let this happen. Yeah, and I, and I answered this question twice before. So now it's starting to run like a little wheel. It says, please wait. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've been waiting for days. Hmm. I guess my first thing would be, and, and this is all in Google Chrome, mm-hmm. I would um, open Internet Explorer. It should be on your computer, even if you can't necessarily see it. Yeah. Um, if you go through your, um, it might there might be an icon on your desktop, or you may be able to go through your run options yeah. in the start menu to get to it. I would open it and then just um, go to, um, let's see what the official Windows website is for their time. Now they have a special one. Yeah. I would go to, um, 
just go to Microsoft.com, and you should be able, right at the very top of their website, they have um, some information on downloading Windows 10 and upgrading your computer. And I would try to do it through that browser and see if it works better. Okay, and if I have a problem, can I call back? Of course. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much, Denise. And uh, be sure to call back if you have any further issues. Um, we have some calls to get to and emails. This one is from Al in Columbus. Do you have a recommendation or comment on which smartphone, iOS or Android, to choose for a person who hasn't had a cell phone since a flip phone several years ago with many years using Windows computer since version Windows 3? Um, wow. Yeah. So Good old 3.1. Yeah, that's it. Um, so when you're looking at a smartphone, especially if it's if you're most used to a flip phone, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a tough choice. Um, I think... Because are you considering user friendly, friendliness at the top? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that as a general rule, and everyone's going to tell you something different, but I think when you're looking at user friendliness, overall, I think more people, more people recommend iOS as a little bit easier to use than Android, but Android is ultimately a much more powerful and customizable system. And there's definitely people out there who had a better experience with Android. Mm-hmm. What I would do is, before you make any decisions, find people that you know that have one or the other and play around with their phones for a little bit and see which one feels more natural to you. And you can do the same thing in the store. Yeah, and yeah. you can go to the store. The store may not give you enough time and you're probably going to have some salesperson bothering you. But Right, looking over your shoulder. Uh-huh. <laughs> But um, th- I would go ahead and play around and see what works best. Both of them um, work great with Windows. You're not going to have any problem using them, any either of the two of them with a Windows machine. Um, so it's really going to come down to what you feel most comfortable using. All right. This one is from Rick. I break the charging port on my iPhone often. I have had several iPhones, and this has happened more than one time. Is there any way to beef up this part of the device? Um. Just the charging port on the phone itself. Yeah, I that's guess so. um the biggest thing. And, and Apple will recommend this, and anybody will. When you're charging your phone, don't use it. Uh, okay, yeah, because me, I'm hanging off the bed while mine is charging from the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's the easiest way to break it. Then bow, drop. Um, I would go and look in, at getting a um a qual, and it depends on how you're breaking it. Is it because um the it's just getting messed up over time? Is something happening with the cables? Um, if you're using cheap charging cables, that can cause problems. So I would make sure that you have um, a pretty nice charging cable. Look to spend about ten, fifteen dollars on it. Don't get any of those little dollar charging cables. Mm-hmm. They will break and will break your phone. Um, I would not use it while the phone's charging because the the jostling it around while it's hooked onto the cable is bad for the cable and bad for your phone. Okay. Um, I would try that. If all else fails, you can always go the route of getting a case that supports. Um, uh, wireless okay. charging, and then you don't have to worry about a charging port at all. So you can always oh, try that. Um, for an iPhone, they don't come, unlike a lot of the Samsung phones, which come with it now. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Android, uh, does, Apple, that, does that make the phone a little bulk, bulkier? It does, because mm-hmm. you'll add a charger, and what that charger essentially will have is a backup battery. Yeah. And, it, and that's what charges the phone, but you can charge the battery wirelessly. So, all right. Several calls to get to. We're going first to Ken in Bay St. Louis, who has a comment. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. How are you? Hey, doing well. Good. I just wanted to make a a quick Apple pro Apple comment to you. Sure. Um, if you're looking for good prices on Apple products, go to the Apple website and look uh, at the Apple Store online for refurbed Apple products. Yes. I've uh, purchased like 
uh, eight or nine different Apple products from iPads on up to iMacs. Never had a minute's trouble, and you usually get about 15% off retail with free shipping. And the yeah. other comment I would offer is uh, anyone who has difficulty with their Apple product, if they live in a, in a metro area like Jackson or New Orleans or Baton Rouge, take advantage of the Genius Bar at the Apple Store. Yeah. Very, very knowledgeable, uh, nicest people to deal with. Yep. Just All wanted good to, stuff. to throw that in. I've been meaning to call you guys for a long time. And say that. <laughs> well, <laughs> All good. Right. No, you're right. Um, I've bought Apple refurbished before as well, and it is they are they do a really good job of verifying that those devices are top of the line in top condition before they buy, they sell it to you. So Absolutely it's definitely do. worth I, buying. I have a mid 2011 MacBook Pro. Uh, and so what is that? It's five years old now. Yeah. And n- never a minute's trouble. I put a solid state hard drive in it. It boots in 40 seconds and it, it just, it, it runs like a dream. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for your show. I enjoy it very much and y'all have a great day. Okay, Ken. Ken thank thank you. you for listening. We appreciate your call. We're going next to another Ken, but this time in Memphis. Good morning, Ken. What do you have for us? Well, uh, this is from the school of hard docs, I suppose, a, a problem <laughs> that I encountered a uh, long-time Mac user, and I have a, a MacBook that's a little bit older, and I, I thought it was running sort of slow, and there are all these things you get from ads that say they're going to help a pharmaceutical computer, you know. Yeah. They look very legitimate. One, I'm going to mention the name, is uh, called called a Mac Keeper, and uh, if you want to stay far away from that, what it actually is is malware that has the gall to actually charge you uh, you know, it, it looks like it's doing something. It goes through this whole system, and it charges you a few dollars to get these upgrades. And what it does is puts a slew of uh, various pop-up kind of malware, those things that you can't get rid of and, and all that. It, it's really bad. And uh, so I, uh, you know, you can, well, I did call them and actually get a refund on it, but then I still couldn't get rid of it. Had to go to YouTube. You know, they, yeah, you can find someone on YouTube that it's hard always to get rid had of. these experiences, and I had to go through quite a lot to just get all of it removed, and uh, it, it was quite an ordeal for something that I thought was going to help me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, no, there's a lot of software out there like that that parades as that too. So it's definitely worth it to um to have some software on your computer to right. protect it. But um, I wouldn't go with anything like that. Um, if I was yeah. going to make some recommendations, all of your big Internet security people, um, Kaspersky, Sapphos, Avira, they uh, all yeah. make Mac versions. Yeah. And go with them. That's going to be your safest bet. I think um, some of the stuff that performs best right now on Mac is AVG. Panda oh. has done really well. And um, Bitdefender has pretty high right. ratings right now. I went with one of those, and I I decided that before I go to anything else, I'm going to look up its ratings on some reputable site like MacWorld or something like that. that, Yeah. uh, You know, that will tell you, no, you don't want this or not. Exactly. Always look stuff up before you commit to it. (laughs) All right, Ken. All right. right, Thank you. Thank you for your call. Uh, Going next to Kay in Vicksburg with a question. Good morning, Kay. Hi. Hey. Um, I'm calling about a problem with uh, photos on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, Some time in the past, I didn't know what I was doing, and I backed it up, and it duplicated all my photos. So I decided to go through and and delete them. It would let me delete the original, but not the duplicate. So 
so now I have all these photos that I don't want that it won't let me delete. And I was going to use an app called Photo Cleaner mm-hmm. to delete the rest of my duplicated photos. <clears throat> but what's going to happen to the ones that I've deleted the original, but the duplicate's still there? So the way some of these apps work, oh, I've obtained a tin equality. <laughs> uh, I'm a robot now. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Um, <laughs> what a lot of these apps do is that they don't actually recognize which one is the original and which one is the duplicate. Mm-hmm. They look to see which files are exactly the same, and then they just get rid of one of them. Well, that's what I was afraid. So, so the ones that I can't erase on my computer won't have a similar file, so they'll still be there. Um. Well, not necessarily. Um, it's the ones that you have duplicates of, the ones that there are more than one of the same exact photo. Mm-hmm. What it will do is it will delete all but one of those. Mm-hmm. So that will get rid of any of that. And if there's something that you've already deleted and there's only one photo left, it's not mm-hmm. going to recognize that there's any more of those. Right. And I don't want those. So is there any way to get rid of them? Um, it sounds like they're in iCloud. So what I would recommend you do is go to iCloud.com, log uh-huh. in with your Apple account, and go and look at what photos it has there, and you can clean them out from there. Oh, okay. That's great. I don't really understand iCloud, but I had heard an earlier caller um, call in about the iCloud, and I wrote down the information on how to get there and what to do. So, And what another question, is this Photo Cleaner app one that you would recommend, or is there a, a better one? What's the name of that app? It's called Photo Cleaner. Uh, delete duplicates, compress photos and videos. Um, that's all it says. Um, I don't. S- I'm looking right now just to kind of see. I've seen several of that do the same. That do that kind of same thing. I see a photos duplicate th- cleaner on the Mac App Store that does look. I think I've actually used this one before. <laughs> well, this is an iPad. Can I use a Mac? You can. Oh. Um, and that'll clean it up, too. I'd be really cautious about any of them, though, just because I'd hate for you to lose all of your photos if it doesn't clean them up right. Yeah, that's really scary. Um, so I would just go to iCloud first and see what you can do to clean up your iCloud library. All right. Uh, okay, thank you so much. Uh, final call goes to Evelyn and Jackson. Evelyn, we have about 45 seconds. What do you have? Plenty of time. I used to work uh, at a place that used Apple, and this is about 15 years ago. And the person who was our IT person said, you so rarely get um, viruses that she chose not to have any virus protection. And that was all well and good for us. But if you, we would get a virus that didn't affect our our, uh, Mac stuff. But then when we would forward things to other people who didn't use Mac, we infected them. Mm -hmm. So I just... You know, just a word of caution to to Mac users. Be be friendly to those people who are are not Mac users and take care of your viruses. Yep. Good advice, Evelyn. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. You you too. Thank you. All right, Ashley, what you got? Take a joke. Um, Knock, knock. Who's there? Yeah. Woo. Yeah, who? I I prefer Google, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, I got one. Jonas, you don't want to try your eye joke, huh? You don't want to try your eye joke? I had an idea, but I lost it. Uh huh. He's talking about eyelashes and eyebrows. No, <laughs> he did it. Idea? He just did it. Oh, idea. idea. He had an idea. I caught you. I caught you. Good one. All right. That's going to wrap <laughs> us up here on Everyday Tech. Uh, stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.